Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dory Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And just a quick reminder that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. And please do follow us on Twitter and Instagram and join our Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. And we have a voicemail 781-591-0390. You can text us there as well. Our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy this show, we we greatly appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. It helps people know what they're getting into. So thank you for taking the time. If you do that, uh, tell a friend. Mention us on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Forever 35 Podcast, Twitter at Forever 35 Pod. 
And let's get this party started. Let's do it. Let's get this pod e started. Nope. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh-uh. I th- I think that was nope. great. <laughs> I am going to decline that one. Let's get this pod e started. Okay. Nope. You reject it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know. I'll keep trying. Uh, hey, I appreciate that. Um, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm in a chipper mood, Dory. Uh, even though my my pun was rejected, because I, when we're done recording this, I finally have a pop culture thing all my own that I'm getting into. Oh yeah, uh huh. And that What's is that? that is the Australian Bachelor. Oh, go on. You know, I was having um, I had a socially distant outdoor friend date with like uh-huh. one with the one family that we have kind of seen over this core. Yeah. And my friend was telling me that she watches the Australian bachelors and bachelorettes and I was like, "Huh. I think she watches <laughs> she watches like numerous um international versions of the franchise besides the American one." Like I think she might watch Canada, like she she watches oh, all, gotcha, all gotcha. sorts of different versions of the bachelor sure and it just kind of piqued my interest also because like i weirdly follow some contestants from the bachelorette australia even though i've never watched it they just are like hot so i started following them on instagram so i was like okay okay i can get into australian bachelor so i started the first episode this weekend of the most recent season of the australian bachelor Uh uh-huh the Bachelor's name is Lockie. Okay. Which feels very Australian, but I don't know. I'm American. And it was just like, it was kind of everything I needed. And I enjoyed it. One, the episodes are only like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And if you watch the American Bachelor, the episodes are like two to three hours. They're so long. It They're is too long, in my opinion. It's too long. It's exhausting. It takes up a whole night. Like, I don't have the time anymore. Yeah. No. Whoever so, had the time, quite I don't honestly. Know. I mean, I would like to have the time. It's I, I enjoy giving my time over to that franchise, believe it or not. But I, I can't do uh, it. Just, it kind of just tortures me. But this was only an hour. I found... I liked the... I just enjoyed Australians. They were just lovely and charming and interesting to, to like... You know, like one girl was like, why would anyone want to leave Perth? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Because I've never been to Australia. <laughs> she was she was kind of like the snob, like who wanted the guy to buy her a Louis Vuitton bag. And it was it was just you know, like so I just was kind of enjoying the like learning about Australian pop culture and culture, and it was just delightful. I loved all the contestants. I loved like the slang that I didn't know, like they all call the bachelor, the batchy or the batch, which we don't do in the, in American bachelor slang. So anyway, it was just kind of like a nice escape. I think also because like, this is going to sound very niche, but the bachelor world in American bachelor is so insular at this point. Like they just keep like pulling contestants from the old series to put them on the new series. And like, these were all brand new people to me. They I started following them on Instagram and like 
most of the contestants aren't already like influencers with 200,000. Right, they're right, just like right, people right, right. Yes. with 3,000 Instagram followers, like pretty regular people. Yeah. I mean, aside from being like stunningly gorgeous and wanting to be on reality TV. But anyway, it just, it just was like, a, it was just like a perfect escape that didn't lead me to be annoyed. Does that make sense? Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, yes, that makes total sense. I feel like and I, I oh. don't watch Australian Bachelor, but I have dabbled in some other Australian reality shows and they are delightful. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't, it, American reality stars are like huge. Like there's this kind of like everyone knows who they are, even if you don't watch the show. So these people were all just totally, total strangers to me, which made it yeah. more appealing, even though Lockie, the bachelor was on survivor Australia. So he is known in Australia. Mm. Um, I just looked up Lockie. He's hot. Lockie's hot. And he's also charming. And, in the first episode he chose like a really kind of like earnest, funny, cool woman which immediately endeared me to Lockie. So I mean, he definitely seems I don't I have only watched one season of The Bachelor, as you know. Um, but I'm sort of familiar the American Bachelor. I'm like familiar generally with the people who have been on, sort of, and like already he looks cooler than any of the American Bachelors ever. Yes. He's got a beard and tattoos. He's just great. I mean, I don't know. This could all change. I'm like, my big plans tonight are to cook some food for the week and while I watch The Australian Bachelor. I mean, his tattoos are a little tacky. Tacky or just big? They are big. They are very big. I think he has like big ones on his pecs that kind of like take up the whole pec. Yeah, he has a big chest tattoo that says strength and honor. Well, those are wonderful qualities for someone to have. <laughs> You're a lucky Stan. I am Lockie's number one American <laughs> fan. Until he starts to disappoint me, I'm which I'm sure he will. Well, but anyway, it was just like a pleasant escape story. That's delightful. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at. I have a I have a skincare high low too that I will share. But first I want to hear how you are doing. You know, Kate, as I was telling you before we hit record. I had a rather harrowing afternoon slash evening where I attempted to replace my computer's battery by myself. <sighs> I bought my battery was like dying. My computer kept shutting off with no warning. If I like, if I wasn't plugged into power and my husband was like, well, if you take it in to get service, you're not going to have your computer for a few days. So just order a battery kit from iFixit and we can like replace it. He's like, I can replace it because he used to work for Apple. He used to be a Mac genius. I was like, okay. So I ordered this battery and like the kit that came with it. And last week, like I asked him to do it and like he didn't. And then he was like all anxious about going back to work and he went back to work today, which was like a whole thing. And finally today I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself. It's very complicated. <laughs> Sounds like it. It's extremely complicated. The the longer story shorter is that I almost fried my computer. It was really touch and go for a second. And 
I was keeping you waiting. And this was all happening like while we were supposed to be recording. Yeah, I was like, I'm running late. I'm still working on my computer. (laughs) Fine. I mean, you dealt with me when I uh, threw like two weeks of broken computer. I mean, this is just, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. Um, But, you know, all's well that ends well. I'm on my computer right now. And hopefully it's fine and it won't like explode (laughs) when I go to bed. It won't. It won't. Um, So, yeah. So, other than that, I'm fine. as I as I mentioned briefly, my husband did go back to work today. He works on a television show and they have started shooting again. So he's on a set, which, you know, is frankly a little terrifying. Um, they They seem to have some good protocols in place. And he sent me some pictures from the set today and like everyone was masked and distanced and blah, blah, blah. They have to get tested three days a week and... You know, they're doing, they're doing everything, I guess, that is, they're supposed to be doing, but like no one knows anything. You know what I mean? Like we're all just kind of guessing, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you you do the best you can. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I was a little like scared about that, but also I think it was good for him to get out of the house. I think, I think we had reached our, breaking point of mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. home together i was really going to a dark place and i think it was really good for him to get out and not be home and to be working so feeling good about it in that regard and you know, knock on wood he will stay healthy everyone will stay healthy um so yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on with me. I also just want to give everyone an update. I'm halfway through season three of Call My Agent. Well, that went very fast. You know, it's going too fast, quite frankly. I'm very sad. I only have a few episodes left, but I did hear that they are shooting season four. Oh, good. Oh, good. Anyway, enjoying it. Highly recommend it. <sighs> yeah. Good. Sorry. That's where I, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Look at us just dabbling in international TV. <laughs> We're so cosmopolitan. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Literally sitting here in food-stained leggings. Let's talk about your skincare situation. Okay, okay. Look, thick creams has really just taken on a whole new like thing in my life. I'm creaming obsessively. I've got some new products that I'm trying out right now that I'll talk about on future episodes. But I did want to bring something up, which is that I I really feel like I might be becoming a CeraVe stan. Okay. okay. So I mentioned previously that I had tried and loved a sample of the SkinCeuticals Triple Lipid, Lipids Restore Cream. And I had like creased the tiny like literally like a miniature bottle i had fold like pressed it and then i cut it open to get the juices of this cream out okay (laughs) all right like it was it was a real Uh, scene in my bathroom so i finally like bit the bullet and i bought the full thing which is very expensive it's 128 dollars you know full transparency here it's fucking shitload of money and I really, I still really liked it. I was like, this is great. I've, I made sure I read reviews about it. Like I went hard learning about this cream before I bought it because the the price tag. So 
Then, because we had re- I'd, we had requested thick creams, Sarah V had come up, and while I was like targeting for home, you know, stuff we needed at home, I added on the Sarah Cer- V Skin Renewing Night Cream, which is thirteen dollars, and so have, approximately ten percent of what the SkinCeuticals cost. Yes, Dory. Yes, say it louder. <laughs> For people in the back, it is a fraction of the price. And here is where shit gets wild. I think I like the CeraVe better. Wow. I think it is more hydrating. That There is something that the SkinCeuticals does that like almost occasionally stings my face a little bit, which oh. I've noticed lately that I don't like. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But... I think this CeraVe, like I, I, I have felt, I've, I have very dry, like a very dry cheek under eye area and the bridge of my nose gets very dry, especially if I use mm. a retinol. And the CeraVe, I felt hydrated my skin better than the SkinCeuticals. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I was like, I'm a genius. I've found a dupe. And then, of course, I Googled and like many people on the internet also, have articulated this dupe. Like this is this is a common. I think a lot of people search for dupes for the SkinCeuticals, triple lipids, and this is one that has come up again and again. And actually, I found an article, and the person was like, "In my favorite Facebook group, Forever Thirty Five, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just I was googling, and look, this wow. is so cool. But this person was saying they had read about the SkinCeuticals cream in our group, and then someone had suggested CeraVe, so it's all full circle. But anyway, this CeraVe night cream, 13 bucks, baby. And it is really great. It's great. Wow. To the founders of CeraVe, I salute you. I feel like you make a really great product at a really affordable price. And yeah, I'm going to keep using both. And I've actually dabbled in another cream recently that I'm obsessed with, but I want to keep using it before we talk about it on the air. But... I mean, like, there's nothing I can feel better about than a $13. Like, I can buy 10 CeraVe's for one SkinCeuticals. Totally. What the hell? Right. So is it is it 10 times better? Possibly. I mean, they. I, I believe, like, the CeraVe also has ceramides in it. Like, I think there are some similarities. But I just found it, it, it for a, a, as a dry skin, patchy dry skin person, you know, normal to dry, it was just, a, it's a great, like workhorse of a night cream that is an endorsement kate again look i haven't been using it for like five months it's been a few weeks so i i'll circle back but the the price difference like thrilled me and when i was like using the CeraVe and i was like oh my god do i like this better i think i do it feels gentler on my skin that really just kind of blew me out of the water dory yeah i get it I get it. I'm happy for you. Thank you. So you know what? It's fun getting to do a high-low product. Look, the SkinCeuticals is delish. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I might commit to CeraVe. We'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. This is exciting for you. Like overheating. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm just excited because, you know, you were... were you're really looking for a thick cream, uh, Dory. We have I've I've got so many creams that I'm trying out right now. Like we're gonna keep talking about creams. 
for the rest of 2020. I mean, what I can't wait. You know what? We are just going to be we're going to slide through the rest of this year on our creamed bodies. Oh, should we mention the the cleanser <gasps> thing that we're doing? Oh yeah, we've got a cleanser survey. <laughs> we we have this kind of wild idea. <laughs> So we want to do a bracket of cleansers and then we will crown the king slash queen of gender neutral royalty title cleanser at the end. Yeah. But and we, we need your but we need your help. We need help. So we instead of doing like a question on Instagram, we have we have created a full on Google form. We're very high tech here. We are. Look, we're, we're taking it to the extreme. So we have a Google form. You can find it on our website or in the show notes of this episode. Click on it. It's just a couple questions. We want to know what cleanser you're using, what kind of skin you have, what you like about it. And then we're going to tally it up and start going through what we, the info we get. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to have cleansers go head to head. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, or it could be a total and crazy disaster, but there's only one way to find out and we have to just do it. Totally. So, so I'm excited. So join look us. for that link. Look for that link in our show notes and let's get cleansing. Let's get cleansing, Dory. All right. Should we should we take a little break? Yeah, we've been gapping up a storm. We have been yapping up a storm. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking to none other than Project Runway winner. Oh my gosh. And overall, super cool person, Ashley Nell Tipton. So we will be right back and then we'll be talking to Ashley. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. 
The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is Ashley Nell Tipton. Ashley, welcome to Forever 35. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Ashley, let us get started by reading your bio. Ashley's passion for fashion started at a very young age when she learned to sew on her grandmother's sewing machine when she was just seven years old. She went on to attend Fashion Careers College, where she got her AA in fashion design and technology. And her senior collection at Fashion Careers College was highlighted in the annual Golden Hanger Fashion Awards. She has also showed her collection at New York's Full Figured Fashion Week in 2012. After entering and winning Project Runway in 2015, Ashley signed a contract with clothing retail giant JCPenney to design and be the face of their Plus Size Boutique Plus. She has also designed plus size patterns for Simplicity and her own jewelry line for K&M Accessories. And Ashley released her first line of apparel and eyewear in November of 2017 and continues to work as a design consultant for other plus size establishments. And she's also currently being heralded for her very stylish face mask design and the cultural expression she's bringing to face protection during this global pandemic we are in. Your masks are so cool, I have to say. I've been checking them out on Instagram. Thank you. Um, and we're, we're so glad you are here with us. Um, to get things kicked off, we would like to ask you about a daily or consistent self-care practice that you have in your life. A consistent self-care that I do every day um, is cleaning my face. For the past few years, my my skin has been something that makes me happy to keep up with. And so taking care of my skin, making sure that I moisturize, um, I'm just thinking of the routines that I do every day because I never used to be a routine type of person. <laughs> mm. And I, I realized that I function great with a routine. And those things that I have in my routine are the things that uh, are self-care. So, you know, everybody has their own type of self-care. But for me, I feel like my skin 
having my espresso every morning and I'm not gonna lie I wake and bake so that's my thing <laughs> wait I, you I love that you went right to skincare because you know that was kind of the impetus for us starting this podcast a few years ago was kind of sharing skincare tips and tricks over text message. And I, of course, was on your Instagram looking at your skincare highlight. So let's just go right there to start. Could you take us through some of your favorite products or favorite practices? You had a lot of masks. I noticed you used a lot of Olay. I saw a Tatcha yes. water cream pop up in there. Yes. I love Tatcha's water cream. Is something that just keeps my face hydrated through the day. Um... L'Oreal had sent me this amazing um, kit where it just had a bunch of face masks, face masks for every type of skin. Like if you need something to brighten or to tone, um, moisturize, hydrate, all these things. And I absolutely loved using their products, I actually finished that whole set they sent me. And that's kind of what really jump-started me wanting to have a, a regimen every day where, you know, I'm at least cleaning my face at night and every morning, um, doing a little scrub if I need to, and then having a toner, serum, moisturizer. And then to top it all off, I like to add um, a tea tree oil on top or some type of oil to allow ev all the products that I've put on my face to kind of sit in there and my face absorb it. Mm, that sounds like a delicious little practice. Very soothing. And then like the capping off with the oil. How did you land on tea tree? Because that's that's kind of like a natural astringent. Um, one of, I used to get, uh, facials a lot, um, after I started my health journey, I really went through this like detox of like cleaning out my gut and everything because I learned that everything we put in our bodies goes through our gut and our gut is connected to our mind. So if I want my mind to function well, I needed to clean that. And so when I cleansed that, I started noticing how much my face was clearing up and I just really, really wanted to take care of it. So I was getting monthly facials to kind of clean everything and take uh, clean out my pores. And so um, the person who was cleaning my face told me that tea tree oil would be a great oil to use because I was dry in a lot of areas. And I just felt like that was the oil that my face was absorbing because anything I would put in my face, I felt like it just eat it, was eating it. And I needed something that if it was going to eat it, it was going to be something good for my skin. And ever since then, that tea tree oil has just kept my face so moisturized, um, not too oily or dry. I feel like it's at the perfect place where I don't have to constantly wear makeup anymore. Wow. I'm jealous. I know. <laughs> I mean, my mom always told me to take care of my face when I was young, and I never listened to her. I would go to sleep with makeup all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to sleep with makeup on until my mid-30s, just out of like pure exhaustion. I didn't want to deal with it. And Exactly. <laughs> it really does make a difference. Like, who, lo and behold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Shocking. Um, who would have thought of that? Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought going to bed with stuff on your face was a bad idea? Uh, Ashley, let's, let's circle back to your kind of storied relationship with fashion. Um, I love the image of you working at your grandmother's sewing machine when you were seven years old. Um, and then, you know, that, that moment then went on to carry you through life to take you to winning Project Runway. So could you mm-hmm. just kind of give us a brief overview of what first drew you as a, as a small person to fashion and sewing and what that journey has been like for you? Um, being fat my whole life, you know, as a child really inspired me to want to be a designer. I mean, not at a young age, I knew I wanted to be a designer, but I always had this, I don't know what kind of word to use, but I always was attracted to looking through magazines and seeing what women were wearing and how they looked and imagining how they felt in those clothing. And growing up with an older sister, a way older sister, about like 10 years older than me. So always seeing how she would put on her makeup and do her hair and put her outfit on and how... um she would go shopping just to find the right outfit to go with all these things. And I couldn't wait to have that moment in my life where I had my own money to buy what I wanted, but there wasn't really a market for plus size women, either at my age, that young, being a young teenager, or even in my young adult, like there wasn't anything besides Lynn Bryant and Walmart and Target but nothing was fashion forward. It was everything was kind of curated for a plus size woman. And you can't go outside of these boundaries that we give you. So I always felt like I was always dressed in dark colors and maybe things that weren't, that kind of made me look more matronly. And um, I just knew that that wasn't what I wanted. And so at a very young age, I was putting outfits together. And once I started working in retail at, at the age of 16, I had a job in um, a plus size clothing store called Torrid. And I love that there was finally a place for us plus size women to be able to shop. And when I started working with my clients to find them outfits, I realized that There is so much more that needs to happen in this space, in this plus size space. And I had already knew how to sew. And I was like, I want to create clothing. I want to go to school to become a designer. And I kind of tested out the water of designing clothing for my friends who were all different shapes and sizes and being able to put a smile on their face and for them to see the transformation, I love that process. And that's what made me want to go to school and pursue an education in designing and then a career in it as well. What was it like to then make the leap onto a show like Project Runway? Was that ever something you thought would be your path? I never wanted to go on Project Runway. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I know it's so weird. I remember I was 
in my first year of college, I was going to a community college here in San Diego and I was taking a couple courses um, for fashion design. And I remember the new season of Project Runway was on and I was watching it and I saw someone who was from my home t- from San Diego on the show. And I was like, that's not how I want to become famous. But it's cool that he got on the show and everything. And I was like, but that's not how I want to do it. I want to be known for my designs and everything. And then I want to say fast forward after graduating college, I received an email to apply for Project Runway. And I basically had the choice to either apply or continuing the journey of trying to build my business. And I felt like I want to I want to build my business first and then I will apply for Project Runway again if that opportunity comes because at this very moment I don't think I'm ready for it. And then I would say three years later, I received another email from Project Runway, actually two days after my grandmother had passed away, who taught me how to sew. I received an email from Project Runway letting me know that the application um, page was open and that they would love for me to apply. And I remember just reading that email and the grand prize for that season and just thinking to myself, there's no way, like, I can't even envision myself being there. Like, of course, it sounds amazing and I want it, but it it feels so much bigger than me. And so I kind of just sat on it and my family and close friends encouraged me to apply and told me that they would help me with every step of the way. And I was accepted on the show and everything just changed from that moment on. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like? Were there any negatives to being on the show? I don't really feel like there was any negative comments besides people believing that they didn't think I should have won. Mm. Um, Thinking that I was promoting an unhealthy lifestyle to people. Mm. Um. I wasn't a good designer. I mean, there there was so many negative comments. I remember the day after I won or the day after my winning was announced. I remember my manager and my sister. At the time, they were both my managers. And they both told me, like, we cannot have you go through social media at this moment um, because there's a lot of things that we don't want you to read. And they were only trying to protect me because I I honestly wanted to see everything and want to know what people were saying about me on Project Runway. And I mean, they called me crybaby, um, sensitive, like dramatic, like all these things. But it was very hard to take it in. But now I really don't care about any of those things they said about me. It's taken me, you know almost three years to get over the fact of how much project runway and that experience has traumatized me. But, Mm. um, I mean, I think for anybody who goes through a reality TV show, like if they, it honestly is who they are in the inside and how they treat themselves in their minds and how they're going to come out of there. And I think I, 
I pressured myself so much to do my best that I, coming out of Project Runway, I was mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausted, that I was numb for a long time and depressed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How did you um, kind of move forward? Was there, uh, like, just being dealing with numbness or depression, was there anything that you did to take care of yourself to kind of um, change that? I learned about self-care. I decided to see a therapist, which I consider self-care as well. Um, It's the best self-care that you can give yourself because as humans, we have to realize that we can't always continue relying on ourselves to give us the advice or know what to do. Sometimes we, we need that person on the outside to be able to bounce our thoughts with and really work them out. And being able to see a therapist for three days a week was so helpful. Do you feel like going on Project Runway made you a better designer? Like, did you learn anything in that realm or it just kind of helped your career, but didn't necessarily help your designing, if that makes sense? I think it helped me as a designer by stripping everything that I'm used to having and given a blank can- a blank canvas to go from. Mm. There no artist has that right now because yeah. we're constantly inspired. There's so many things around you, but when you're on Project Runway, they take all of that away from you. You don't have your sketchbook mm. unless they get they hand it to you at that very moment and you only have that amount of time with it. You don't have magazines, you don't have radio, you don't have TV. I let's just put it this way. When I went back home after being filming all 12 challenges, that was 6 weeks. When I got home, my dad's like, did you hear Donald Trump's running for president? And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> wow. Like I leave for six weeks and we have, he's running for president right wow. now. Like that is how secluded we are. So when you're in that environment, you have nothing but the knowledge that you came in with. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think more than anything, Fuck the fame that it gave me, whatever. I never went in for that. I told myself that if I was going to go onto Project Run, or the reason why I want to be on Project Runway was to push myself as a designer to see how far I could go. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried. Like people would be like, Are you worried about what other people are going to say about you being on TV? And I was like, I, that honestly has not crossed my mind. What has crossed my mind is how am I going to perform as a designer? Like I literally contacted my, my professors from college and was like, can I drop in to one of your classes today so that you can give me a recap on how to drape on a mannequin and how to make a sleeve from scratch? Because 
if you don't practice those things, you lose it. It's just like riding a bike. So right before I left on Project Runway, I just got my basic knowledge of things that I learned in my first year that I forgot how to do. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. Because Mm -hmm. you just drape everything um, when you're on Project Runway. They don't give you any basic patterns, meaning any silhouettes to go off of. You're stripped from everything. All you have is your tools and the material that you purchase. And that's it. You don't have a book to, oh, how do you do this design? It's all from your head. Wow. So wow. yeah, I, I I definitely say it made me a better designer knowing like, okay, Ashley, if you don't have this and this and this, you got to think fast. Right. You got to think fast. You can't right. dwell. And that was my personal challenge to myself was getting inspired, having the motivation to keep going. And um, what is it? Finding solutions. Mm-hmm. Like being a MacGyver, I'm so glad that my dad has passed that gift to me of like, <laughs> you give me something and I will make something out yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, so I really felt like that truly helped me in so many ways. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that season, but there was an episode where we had to take electronics and make a fashion forward look that was going to go into an editorial. And I had picked up cases of Polaroid. Um, film. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I ended up started breaking up all the Polaroids out of the containers and realized that I was damaging these blank Polaroids that turned into something beautiful. And I ended up being on the top of that challenge. And it was just, you know, I guess what it is, is just knowing who you are as a designer and being able to mold yourself into what the challenge is consist- consistently every week. It sounds really. I mean, I, 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 no wonder you were having anxiety uh, dreams long yeah. after. Oh my, oh my god! Yeah. Oh, uh, now let's talk a little bit about about what your life has been like since as a designer, um, especially in the world of designing for plus size uh, people. Um, you went on to have your own line. What what have what have what has been your experience since then as a designer? I mean, winning Project Runway as a plus size designer, not only was I winning, but this whole plus size community, the community of people who always felt um, different or not accepting, we finally won. And that was like the biggest celebration for us because finally the misfits or who like the people who are just not accepted or, um, isn't what, uh, what is fashion. Like we were finally being seen and heard that we want to be a part of fashion. We want fashion. And so after that, I mean, I really felt like me winning Project Runway couldn't have happened at the m- a more perfect timing because this is when people were finally seeing plus size um, in the fashion world. And after that, I felt like it was this trickle down effect where a lot more brands were being size accepting and upping their size charts and things like that. And 
in the past five years since I won the show, I've seen how much this this plus size community has grown, grown and have became become more mainstream, like being able to have celebrities design collections for plus size women. I mean, having Kristen Suriano design a collection with Lynn Bryan for plus size women, like we have gone so much more. And I mean, we just became so much bigger in this community and the fashion world has been more accepting of us here. So it's been this beautiful transformation that I am so happy and so proud to be a part of and um, to see it continue grow because there is so much work to be done, not in the fashion industry, but with ourselves and accepting ourselves the way we are and not allowing society to tell us what we should be doing or how we should be doing this and what we should be looking like. So I think there's a lot of work that still needs to go into it, but I'm so happy to see how much we've grown over the past five years. Yeah, it's really amazing and really inspiring. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what people can do who might not be plus size to advocate for plus size fashion. I guess I'm thinking in particular about the, the quote unquote fat tax where mm-hmm. designers charge more for plus size clothes. Um, I'm wondering how can we, how can we fight this? I mean, this is clearly unfair and how can we also advocate for designers to expand their size ranges? I mean, as of right now, fast fashion is taking over mm-hmm. bigger name brands. Um, I'm not going to lie because of fast fashion happening. I've kind of took, no, not kind of, I have, I have taken a pause on designing plus size clothing because financially you can't do it as an independent designer. When these fashion Nova forever 21 Zara top shop, all these places, a uh, sheen, like we're losing customers because Customers are buying clothes. What is it? The fashion trends are constantly changing so quickly that fast fashion is hurting the fashion world Mm -hmm. and is constantly putting out new things so much more quicker that fashion trends are becoming more of a fab or fad. Is that how you say it? Fad. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like losing its value. So people don't want to buy things that are timeless or things that you're investing money into because you're going to have, they just want to buy clothing for what's in at the very moment. And to be honest, I kind of got tired of that. And I was like, I don't, that's not what I got into this industry for. I, I got into this industry because I saw that there was a need and I wanted to help that. And I did it. And my job is done. I mean, maybe there'll be more later. Mm-hmm. But for now, I have made the decision to be able to move on to doing something that brings happiness to me. And that is being able to help people um, find self-acceptance, self-love, self-care, all those things. Everything that your podcast is about, like, I, I really want to 
grow in this space and grow with my audience and be able to teach them so much that I've learned. Do you feel that you're, you know, I think it's really interesting that you've started designing masks during this mm-hmm. pandemic. Is that part of it for you? I mean, does that have kind of a, um, obviously there's, it incorporates design and fashion. It's definitely yes. self-care to wear a mask. Yes, um, yes. And then there's, there's a connection to kind of giving back too, I imagine. Exactly. That's so the mask thing, I really didn't think that this is the direction that we were going to go, but we, excuse me, we learned back in November that there was a virus and we were about to sign a contract with a company that designs prom dresses and wedding gowns. And I was going to get into that field because that was one of my first dreams was to be able to design wedding gowns. And they manufacture in China and they were about to, the company was about to take their annual trip to China to go to Matt manufacturers and check on everything and they had to cancel their trip because of this virus and they were updating us on what was going on there before the media had any idea so we were basically getting this information we're like wow like the media is not really talking about this or they are but they're not making it a big deal but it's huge in China and what does this mean for us? You know, what does this mean for all of our, our um, international goods that we get coming to United States? Like if this is just stopping me from signing a contract to manufacture out there, then what does this mean for everybody else who does business? Um, Or what's going to happen to our health? And I started seeing, like, as the months go by slowly, I start to see more and more people panic about this virus and putting masks on and gloves. And I was like, you know what? We have so much fabric laying around. This is our transition where we're like, okay, we're going to stop designing. We're going to possibly continue teaching more sewing classes. So we had tons of fabric for our students. And then when the whole giving each other distance. So, um, how do I say this? Um, social distancing was happening. I was trying to figure out a way that I can help my community be at ease because I felt like everyone was like a chicken with their heads cut off, not knowing what to do. Like, do we stock up on toilet paper (laughs) or Mm -hmm. what do we do? So I really wanted to help. And I started making masks overnight like we didn't think that it was gonna do anything I thought maybe I'll just sell a couple hundred here there donate some I saw that there was a couple hospitals locally that needed masks so I was like oh I'm just gonna do this for the time being you know just I want to help out I love this process and then we started seeing how San Diego was passing a law that you had to wear a mask and our cells went through the roof and we were having orders every day overwhelming. And I was like, this has become way bigger than I ever thought, but I'm enjoying every minute of this process and also being able to give jobs to my family, like my mother, my father, my brother, friends, they all lost their job. And 
I was able to provide jobs for people and it felt amazing to be able to one, donate masks to people on front lines, also be able to give jobs to people who've lost their jobs. And it just felt like this circle of this of helping that was just kept going, kept going. And um, we never stopped. We haven't stopped ever since, you know, this pandemic has happened. We've just kept producing masks that would bring joy to people. Like we have to wear masks. We don't know how long we're going to have to wear them, but why not enjoy wearing them? Why not have them match our outfit or say some type of messaging that we want to present? You know, this is just another way of self-expression, self-care, self-love. That's beautiful, Ashley. I love to give me Thank chills. You. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, this has been such a, a, a delight to get to connect with you. Where else can our listeners find you and your work? Um, you can find me at ashleynilltipton.com and social media sites, Ashley Nell Tipton and Ashley Nell Tipton Designs. Well, this has been so great to connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ashley. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Dory, I loved our our conversation with Ashley so much. I did too. She's so cool. Yeah, she was just like, one, first of all, I love anyone who is going to share new product recommendations with us. Yes. But I just like, it felt like she had, she had such a thoughtful approach to like her philosophy for living life and going through the world, which I'm always so impressed by, but like, especially by someone who's like, 30 you know what i mean like it just it just was really refreshing and inspiring to get to talk to her i could not agree more also like i love hearing about what it's like being on reality tv i know i love a little behind the scenes bts bts i thought it was so interesting what she talked about how how she talked about how um project runway kind of made her a better designer because she had to like she could only like use what was in her head yeah, I thought that was really interesting too. Which I would have been like, well, I'm out. We, we day one, exactly. I've used all of it. <sighs> well, Dory, how did your fancy Friday intention go? You know what, Kate? It went great. I did it. I know. <laughs> you wore you wore a lovely little outfit. You had I wore makeup a on dress. I had makeup on. I blow dried my hair. I have to tell you, it, it felt really weird to be putting on makeup. Like, really weird. I was like, do I look? I look weird. Like, it looks like I have so much makeup on. But then yes. I feel like I took a picture and people, people were like, oh, your skin looks great. And I was like, I have foundation on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So that was funny. And so I blow dried my hair, which I haven't, which I don't do anymore regularly because why? And I realized that I, right now what I do is I get out of the shower, I like kind of comb through my hair and then I'll usually put it like in a braid or in a bun. I don't even really let it dry um, down because Henry's always like pawing at it. Mm-hmm. And so I did not realize that my hair had gotten really long like like, yeah i get it you wake up one day and you're like who what who is this yes i was like when did that happen (laughs) so that was funny to suddenly realize that i have really long hair i mean look i know people have like much longer hair than i do but for me my hair is very long you are like your own crystal gale essentially yes (laughs) um but yeah, it hasn't been this long. I think since I was probably like 25 or 26. So like basically 100 years ago. Dude, that's wild. And it, it, I know. It, the picture you sent, it's like full on. It is long. It's long. Yeah. So, you know, I would say Fancy Friday was a success. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So I'm going to do it again this Friday. Okay. Okay. Wow. And again, if anyone would like to join me. Please feel free. I didn't that swing it. That goes for you also. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm there yet, but 
That's fine. No crush. Fancy okay. Friday. See, the thing about Fancy Friday is like you can do it. You can not do it. It's up to you. It's only there to make you feel good. It's not there to pressure you. It's not a judgmental. It's not a judgmental thing. thing. It 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 means whatever you want it to mean. Okay. If Fancy Friday means like putting on a prom dress and six inch heels, great. If it means like putting on a bra, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, can, it means what it is to you. Exactly. Fancy is in the eye of the beholder. Wow, you sound very zen about this. <laughs> I mean, look, we've been look, in lockdown for I know, I know, <laughs> a I know. really long time. It's like six months. <laughs> so it's, I, it's I gotta, to I gotta take these things where I can. You know? Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, I will say, my husband either didn't notice or did notice and just didn't say anything. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'm not doing it for you. No, doing you're fancy for, for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So that was last week. This week, I want to meditate before I go to sleep. Okay. I'm interested in this. Just like a, just like a, maybe like a five minute wind down meditation, just to sort of calm my brain. I don't, I don't have trouble falling asleep, but I do feel like sometimes my brain is still a little like racy. You know what I mean? God, yes. I know what you mean. So I think I'm going to do that this week. Great. What what about you? um, Okay. Well, I was truly, I have to say, like, I'm so tickled anytime listeners reach out to us. It like really makes me, it's, it, it warms my heart in a way that I'm not even quite sure how to express. I know you feel the same way. Like, Oh yes. It just is. It's such an honor. And I, and so all these people sent me the AOC Vogue beauty secrets video that came out like right after I had mentioned that my intention was amazing. (laughs) I couldn't, I truly, it was literally like the next day. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez released or, you know, Vogue. She did a video with Vogue about her red lip and and it's a beautiful video and she talks about self-love and I found it like, I just think she's brilliant and so inspiring and I just, I loved every freaking second of it. I will mention it on our next mini episode because it will be the activity for the week. It's just so good. It's so good. So that was a treat. I'm going to keep watching them. That is an intention that never dies for me right now. So, intent she's never say die. Yeah, she's never say die. Cindy Lauper is going to write us a <laughs> theme song for that soundtrack. Oh, if only. Oh okay. man, so we are. What do you? What a lot do, of eighties oh, references on this episode this week. For, well, you know, we're old. We are old. <laughs> we're really old. <laughs> um, okay, so here's kind of a weird one. And and this was born out of my intention or what I was thinking as I was meditating on this topic is I am trying to figure out ways in which my children can process the experience we're having right now mm-hmm. because, you know, my family is in such a fortunate position throughout this pandemic and that like we have a roof over our heads, we have school we have access to the things we need and our employment is still intact. Like, and yeah. the health and the health of everyone in our family is good. Like I can't, we are at the like upper echelon of like, everything's okay. And we're still deeply struggling and I'm still worried about the long-term impact on 
this this on my kids. You know, this is happening totally. at times in their lives where they're going to remember it. It's affecting all sorts of things. And I want, I, I was trying to think of like, how can we, how can I help them process it and capture what this was like for them? Mm. And also do so in a way that helps them remember what this experience was like. Yeah. You know, like they aren't going to journal every day as much as like I try to suggest that to them all the time and they just roll their eyes. But I did have the thought of maybe creating like a project, like a little time capsule where we write letters to like our future selves and describe what this is like and put in some like some things that might kind of describe the experience and then just save it and, you know, pitch it to them as a time capsule, but also do it as a way to kind of help us all kind of work through what's going on and find a way to kind of just put it into words and maybe make it quote unquote fun. And also a thing that like we could look back on in 20 years. As someone with a master's degree in history, I love this idea. I'd love an artifact. Oh my God. I love a time capsule. Well, two of my best friends from, from college actually went, have been friends since elementary school. And when they were in middle school, they made a time capsule and they dug it up when they were in their (gasps) thirties. Yeah. And it was like very, they always, it was something they'd always talked about. It was very special for them. And I, and it's always struck me as very cool. So that is so cool. I I wish I had done that. Well, you could do it now. I could. You're right. I could. But I wish I had done it when I was like 10. I know. know? I know. No, I, I definitely do. So that was, that was something. I mean, if anyone has done this ever, not just during COVID 19, I would be very curious. Um, can Curious I ask, and it. you might not have you might not have thought about this yet, uh, but what artifacts would you put in? I, I I don't know, like probably like a newspaper. Like I I don't even know what we would put in it. Yeah, you know, like if there's like my kid's favorite thing, like you can't put YouTube into a fucking time capsule, or like Zoom. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we would just have to put like a Chromebook into a time capsule oh my and just God. be like. Try opening this in 30 years. Um, That's actually kind of genius. Putting a Chromebook into a time capsule? Putting a Chromebook and a power cord in a time capsule? Oh, God. Give me a panic attack. Like like, booting it up? Oh, oh, can you fucking imagine? Any parent who has had to boot boot up a Chromebook recently. I mean, I'm sure people don't have like extra Chromebooks lying around to put in a time capsule. But like, that would actually be super cool. Well, if anyone's done a time capsule or has thought about some weird like way to capture this moment that also kind of helps us deal with it yeah. and process it, yeah. holler at me. You don't need to have kids. It doesn't need to like, because this is for me too, you know, and my husband. Like, this is hard for all of us. So you need not have kids to make a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a very long winded intention, but that was kind of where I landed this week. I love it. I love Ugh. it. Kate, I love it. Well, Dory. Yes, Kate. Good luck meditating tonight. Thank you so much. Good luck time capsuling. I'm probably going to watch The Australian Bachelor. And, okay. But maybe, okay. I'll, maybe I'll put a picture of Lockie in my time capsule. There you go. Now I you're could, thinking. I could put like a little cream in my time capsule. Oh, yeah. Like a little, uh, tr- like a sample size. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. sample size. Just to honor this experience. I love it. Oh, well, listeners, thank you as always for listening. 
We love you. We do. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you on Friday, on Fancy Friday. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, yeah, we will. It will be Fancy Friday. Okay. It will, I might, be. Maybe it will I'll, be Fancy Friday. Maybe I'll dress up for that recording. I mean, again, no press. No press. Uh, Dory, without without further ado, we do need to remind everyone that the show, Forever 35, is hosted and produced by you and I, Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer, and it's produced and edited by Sammy Junio, and Sam Reed is our project manager. Thanks again, everyone. Bye. 